I'm Hans. And I'm Laura. And we, we love, love to, to go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Before the pandemic, we loved to go to the theater and watch a film on Saturday. And now we're doing it in our living room. But one way or the other, the one thing we love more than watching the movie is discussing it. So now we get to do it with you and a cocktail. So enjoy. Hans, Hans and Laura, Laura go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Hello, everyone. This week we watched the 2020 movie... Eurovision Song Conquest, starring Will Farrell, Rachel McAdams, and Pierce Brosnan. And by conquest, you mean contest. Oh, yeah, contest. That's even better. So this movie was about um, two people from a small town in Iceland. Lars, played by Will Farrell, and Siegfried, played by, or Siegfried, I think, um, played by Rachel McAdams. Um, They were two young kids who essentially developed this dream of winning the Eurovision singing contest and have spent much of their adolescent and adult life trying to achieve this goal and actually make it to the Eurovision contest. That's, That's right. That's a pretty accurate description, I think. So, Hans, why did we watch this? I think we watched it because we just wanted to watch something funny and to laugh and to have a little bit of entertainment. I would agree. I think that um, this is a fairly new movie, and when it first came out, it sort of had very mixed reviews, which made us really intrigued, coupled with the fact that Will Ferrell was in it, because I think some of the funniest movies of the recent past that have been made have been made by Will Ferrell. I also think some of the biggest duds of the recent past have been made by Will Ferrell. So it's can't, o- can't argue on both counts. So it's always intriguing when a Will Ferrell movie comes out because it's kind of like, it will be funny to someone. The question is, is it, will it be funny to you? That's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, so that was definitely a motivation we wanted to laugh. We wanted. We were in a lighthearted mood, and there was some buzz about this, and also some jeers about this. So I think we just felt the need to jump in. Hey, the world's complicated. Sometimes it's good to have a simple movie. Totally. So we watched the movie, and now we're going to discuss it with our beverages tonight. We are drinking. Local rum. We are drinking rum that has been distilled in the state of Pennsylvania. Um, and it is light rum. Yeah, very tasty. Very tasty, very summery. Why are we drinking it tonight? Because we wanted something tasty and summery. I think that sums it up. So, Laura, what were your first reactions? My first reactions were this delivered 100% on its goal. 100%. I think so. Here's why. is We wanted something light and funny, and it totally was. And I would even argue that it wasn't just light and funny humor. There was also some, like, deeper jokes. And by deeper jokes, I don't actually mean, like, some sort of deep esoteric cultural reference. I simply mean something that 
you had to think about for two seconds before you laughed out loud. It wasn't a gut punch laugh. Yeah. And the premise of the movie is kind of dumb, but I felt like it wasn't a dumb movie because it was very self-conscious. It was intentionally a dumb presence premise and it knew that and it made all the other little aspects of it hilarious i think that's i i think i would i would generally agree with you um i i thought it was if i was to describe this movie in one word the word would be silly i think this was a silly movie but i don't mean that in a disparaging way um, it was silly in all respects. The plot in many ways was silly. The characters were in many ways silly. The, I mean, the plot was utterly predictable, right? Of course, it was as predictable as you could possibly have a plot. Uh, maybe not. No. Yes, yes and no. Like, the thing is, is that, like, I sort of agree with you because, like, there were moments when things were happening and I was like, well, how are they going to overcome this? Because we know that these characters must overcome this or else this wouldn't be a movie. And like, I was just waiting for it and waiting for it. And then it happens. And when it happened, I was still sort of like shocked and like laughed out loud. Like the, like I will just give an example. Sure. For instance, when they're trying to win the New Zealand or the New Zealand, the Iceland right, singing Right, the, the Iceland singing competition. Yeah. The Fajorka Right, right, right. So they're so they're in this this Icelandic singing competition, and they are clearly going to place last place in this, and it's going to be a big problem for them, and they're not going to get to move on to the actual Eurovision. But we all know that it wouldn't be a movie if 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 it wouldn't if they didn't move on. So there's like, you know that there's going to be like some twist that is going to allow them to move on. And I think I just kept like looking for those predictable sort of pathways to move on. And there was this like little background plot line about this movie, this party on a boat that was going to happen that like kept popping up, but it was like not in your face popping up. And then The movie perfectly had the scene in which it explained how they missed the boat party, which they, or at least one of the characters, really wanted to go on. They embedded it in this very romantic scene in which, at least for me, I was totally like dialed into the, the to the to the, like romance of it. Okay. And the boat, which has the rest of the uh, Icelandic singers on it, performers. <laughs> explodes and they all die and the thing about that is is that the minute it happened i like was laughing out loud because i was like oh my gosh this is genius like just the way they set it up was like so perfect because i totally wasn't expecting it i was dialed into the romance it wasn't to me it wasn't predictable no no it was an unpredictable outcome to a predictable um scenario per se totally yeah totally and and, and I, I would agree about that i i you know i i appreciated the fact that you know there's some movies that keep you on the edge of your seat there's some movies that really scratch your head over there's some that make your 
you know, tie your gut in, in, in knots because you're so anxious through the whole movie to see if it's going to, how things are going to play out. This was a movie that did not require very much of you at all. You never had to feel anxious for more than a couple minutes. But, you know, sometimes that's just what you want. And this movie delivered in that regard. I, I thought it was I thought it was good, but it wasn't it was it was it was predictable. But I would not say but it was not cliche. Exactly. I think that's sort of the point that I'm trying to make yeah. um, is that it completely was predictable before the movie. If you read a brief summary, you could easily draw the the sort of the arc of the movie and say like, this is what's going to happen. And then this is what's going to happen, but you don't really know how it happens. And I thought that they actually did a very good job at bringing sort of a fresh perspective or a surprising perspective to how it happens. Yeah. I, 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 I do agree with you there. Um, I, I do. It, I, I think that, you know, I would certainly credit the um, credit the cast. You know, you've got some you got some some solid performers there. And Will Farrell, I think, has really demonstrated the fact that he is uh, he's he's a versatile he's versatile as a, as, as a comedic actor. And, you know, he sometimes dabbles into non-comedic roles, too, and is um, solid in those also. I I have respect for Will Farrell because. He goes over the top a lot, right? That's one of his main things is to play on silly physical uh, appearances. You know, he he wore short shorts in, you know, Saturday Night Live or was that on Jimmy Fallon? I'm not sure. But, you know, he he wears silly outfits and looks ridiculous. But 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 he's but he he he, he doesn't have to do that. And I felt that in this movie, he did a very good job of reining, of reining it in. He wasn't out of control. I feel like, you know, there's some other actors that, 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 that are, have comedic actors that are really big on the physical humor. Like, for instance, you could go with Jim Carrey. But Jim Carrey seemed almost always incapable of reining it in. Right. You know, and, and, and it was always going to be, you know, the Jim Carrey show. And it was going to go into that place. And, and I feel that Will Farrell has has really been been good at being able to 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 not go too far with it to to do um to to be goofy to a certain extent but not over the top you know for instance with the singing scenes right like like the the singing scenes and the performances were actually quite good they were you know? actually like, no 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 that they was didn't actually make them into 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 like buff, into befuddling no. buffoons on stage or something they were, they, they just, you know, he was kind of an unusual character. He was silly. He did goofy things at times, but but not over the top goofy. And he right. was not a cartoon. Yes, he yes, He didn't yes. play a cartoon. Yes, I will, I will agree with you about that. And I also feel the need to interject because I would actually like to speak to the fact that there were several performances during the movie in which I thought to myself, like, this is a pop song they're just re-singing, right? Like, or, and or this is really catchy if this isn't an actual song. It should be. Oh, yeah, the music was quite catchy. I, I think maybe a lot of the music was actually from Eurovision, at least for the other for the other yeah, countries. Yeah, it might have been. I don't know. All I have to say is that, and I'm no music expert, but I felt like, you know, the majority of those songs with a few exceptions, which I think this speaks to like what we're talking about in terms of reining it in was a lot of the music was actually just kind of like good music. Sure. And then there yeah. was, there were clearly some acts that were intended 
to be a little bit over the top, a little bit over the top for the sake of it. And I will agree with you with everything you said about Will Ferrell with the fact that he is good at reining it in and that like there was a lot of physical comedy that I didn't find particularly funny, but I think some people would find particularly funny. But there were a lot of other jokes that I did find really funny. And so the movie was still really funny with me. And I think that Will Ferrell is a very good actor because he can kind of vacillate between like a little bit of understated humor and the physical humor. He can jump back and forth. I will say one of my criticisms of Will Ferrell, and this has been a problem for me in some of his recent movies, is, is that he's just getting older. Yes. And he's not playing older characters. No. Like no, he but played... I think that to a certain extent was kind of a funny aspect in this movie, wasn't it? But it happens, I don't know. It's just like, it's it too seems... much. It seems a reoccurring theme to me. Here's what I'm saying. Is I, I'm, he played opposite Rachel McAdams. I don't know how old Rachel McAdams is, but Rachel McAdams looked way younger to me than Will Ferrell. And I believe that Will Ferrell was supposed to be about 35. And Will Ferrell is not 35. Like right, he, right. He's not, and he didn't look 35. No, he would have been older than that because he was a kid in like 1974 in the beginning of it. They both allegedly were. All right, fair. So maybe that's true, but so then, that would have made him, yeah, a lot older than that. That. All right. So if if he was upper forties. Yeah, but see, this is my problem. Rachel McAdams was the same age ish. The ages don't really make the sense. Nor does make sense. nor nor would Lars' father, who is Pierce Brosnan's age, make sense with the movie either. Right. Perhaps we're this is this is where it, it, it does a disservice to start actually thinking about it carefully. I will just say this is that I've seen Will Ferrell recently in a couple of movies, and I feel like in all those movies he started to look a little bit older and he still continued to play a little bit of a younger character. And perhaps maybe I'm ultra sensitive to this because he's trying to play down to an age that is too close to me. Sure, sure. <laughs> to not right, call it out. Right. Like, I don't look that old. I don't. Right. Sorry, Will Ferrell. You might look good for your age, but. Yeah. And I think in this movie, this was my only criticism, I think, in all the acting and all the casting and all the everything was simply just that I was having trouble the entire time believing that Rachel McAdams and Will Ferrell were the same age. Maybe maybe they are in similar age. Maybe Rachel McAdams just looks amazing, which no, is a definite, definite possibility you're, you're because probably, she's Rachel McAdams. You're probably right, though. You know, you're probably right. But I, um, but, but I think that that's <clears> – <throat> I don't think that that really hurt the movie itself. I think it's – I think it's, you know, it's true, but, but I don't – I don't think it hurt the movie. Um, no, I, I think you're probably right. That was just my own personal thing that I found a little yeah. bit distracting. That was that was my only real criticism. And I will also say, as good as Will Ferrell is, speaking of Rachel McAdams, Rachel McAdams stole the show. She was so good. Yeah, she was real good. She, she was, was absolutely good. She was so good. I mean, I just thought that she her she her character had depth, more depth than Lars did. And that she played a very dry... Well, her character had more depth than Will Ferrell's character, which is not surprising because it was a Will Ferrell's character. But still, she was... But 
His she character was very... wasn't as shallow as some of his characters are, no, right? No, no, no. Nonetheless. No, no, no. That's totally true. But I thought her character was hilarious. It was very understated, but it had depth. I loved, there were all sorts of strange jokes, like the fact that she didn't get when somebody brought two drinks, that one was for her and one was for the person, and she just kept taking both the drinks. And she (laughs) said, both are for me, right? And would drink them, and everyone would just, there was all sorts of just like quirky, fun things. And I don't know if Rachel McAdams actually sang, but assuming mm, she, I, I, I doubt it assuming she did anyway well if she's if she's saying she's got an, a, a tremendous voice uh, uh, but but I, I I have a feeling it was probably dubbed Will Farrell I don't know his voice was nothing special um even if she didn't then she did a phenomenal job lip singing because I I believed it was her totally totally yeah I I, I enjoyed the movie um would I say that I think it was one of Will Farrell's greatest movies? I would not say that. What would I say was Will Farrell's greatest movie? Anchorman. Yeah, I would say Anchorman. I yeah. mean, that's that's my answer, hand, hands down. I'm, I mean, I just, I think that was, that was a sweet spot. But in some ways, you know, I appreciated the fact that this, that, that this movie didn't go quite as over the top as Anchorman did. Um, though I, I have a huge soft spot for, for Anchorman as... Um, you and I both know. I think that I think that one other thing that I would mention that you know, for someone who is um, lusting for travel right now, in some ways the um, you know there is a ongoing gag about about Eurovision. I and I, I don't think that it really made fun of Eurovision at all, actually, which I appreciated because I I kind of expected the movie to be sort of poking fun at Eurovision as being a silly thing. And it really wasn't. It wasn't poking fun at Eurovision or at the performers or anything like that. If if anything, it was a cultural introduction to Eurovision to American audiences. Um, and but but there are just things that I think were maybe intended to be somewhat humorous, like the 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 presenters, you know, the hosts of the show, yeah. you know, and whatnot. They are kind of silly, and and many of the outfits that many of the European performers wore including like the presenters and whatnot were thoroughly un-American and looked rather ridiculous in terms of the way that you would expect someone like that to look on American TV. But it actually made me feel a little um, travel sick, I guess, for, for watching, you know, some of those, some of those programs on TV in Europe somewhere and you're, you're watching it. The hosts look weird. And it's like, it's weird that in such and such a country, the news anchors are wearing a sweater on the news and no ties, you know, and, and, or things, you know, things like strange things like that. It's like, I believe the weatherman right now is actually wearing jeans. Yes, he is wearing jeans on the, you know, on the news broadcast. And it, it's just the sort of kind of thing that's, that's different. It's like, why on earth are they wearing that bizarre jacket or something? It's like, well, right. That's well, the thing. <laughs> I would agree with you. And I think that if you're itching to travel, then in many ways, this movie is the right movie. We got to see a lot of Iceland Iceland. and Scotland and Scotland um, or not a lot of Scotland, but a lot of Edinburgh and enough Iceland, enough of a particular fishing town in Iceland 
to make me want to go to both Edinburgh and a random fishing town in Iceland. Forget the rest of Iceland. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, you know, I think the movie really played up the travel aspect of it because, um, you know, the characters from Iceland were exploring Edinburgh and how could that not just make you want to travel to a European city with castles and cobblestone, curvy cobblestone roads and whatever else. But then there were some Americans in the movie, which were some uh, four teenage American tourists. And I think very intentionally for an American audience, they played up the wonderful and awful and ridiculous nature of being an American tourist in Europe. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that that was reined into that could have gone sort of off the rails no. easily, pretty easily. You have like right American college students is like a you know this ancillary character in here. It's like this could go pretty far in right, some weird direction, but it wasn't. No, because they weren't like crazy frat people or anything like that. Not that there's anything the matter with that. Well, I just that's mean what they, made them so effective. Right. They were utterly just nothing. They, they were, were nothing. Unim- they were unimportant. They were just people and. Right. It was only um, Lars who who seemed to care right. anything about them. Except for one of the few jokes that, not one of the few jokes, there were many jokes that made me laugh out loud, but one joke in particular yes. in which he very angrily yelled at them that, you know, since they were American, they should go to Starbucks, to which they quickly said, wait, where is there a Starbucks? And here's the thing, is that there's... Probably plenty of reasons to hate. They're everywhere. They're everywhere you look. And the thing is, is that, like, after you spend four or five days in Europe, suddenly the appeal of a Starbucks becomes even greater. Hey, uh, European cafe is a pretty nice thing. But, you know, sometimes you want to be able to get a beverage, a caffeinated beverage, where people aren't smoking cigarettes. And you can get a decent muffin. Right. Or something with ice. Or something with ice. Or something in a cup that's not an espresso size, right? Totally. Hey. So anyway, I found that joke very hilarious. And I thought that there was there was some, there was definitely a level in which they played up the idea of this being very European. And they played up the different European sceneries and, and, stereotypes I'm and sure. stereotypes i'm sure but that it was very again this i think speaks to my earlier point that the movie was very self-conscious and that they also made a point to make fun of american tourists in europe but it was also poking fun at something that i think you know as someone who considers themselves fairly well traveled could you know be like yes yes that's so funny because that Sort of totally is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. Overall, the movie was just, it was perfect for tonight. Like I said, to go back, it delivered 100% because I just wanted something funny and carefree and silly but not stupid. And that's what this was. I agree. I w- that's what I would say also. The movie delivered. Yep.
is entitled to their opinion. Everybody's entitled to their thoughts. Everybody's entitled to their opinion.